What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the FN Story. I'm joined alongside a good friend, one of the most influential people in the competitive Fortnite space, and a guy that gets the crowd going. What's going on, Levin? What is up, man? It's good to uh, good to finally be here, right, and uh, sit down and talk to you, my friend. Finally, you're a return guest. You were here last year. I don't know exactly when, but you are one of the few that have made a, a double appearance on the FN Story. Um, I think uh, the the main thing is I like to to talk about Fortnite. You know, that's, okay, that's my thing. You know? <laughs> well, let's talk about it. We just had this is like the first time we're recording uh, this podcast since the FNCS Global Championship. You were there, big part of it as an analyst. Um, first of all, how do you like being an analyst? Because I know, like personally, that's what you've always wanted to do, and then your voice is just like perfect for casting. So then you've been a caster as well. But what, what's a what's it been like to be an analyst on the biggest stage? It, it was super fun. I think a lot of people don't know that. Like you mentioned, that like, you know that I enjoyed doing that like, analysis stuff. Um, like when I got into broadcasting or even before that, when I was actually just a fan of esports watching like CS events, whenever I'd watch, I always used to think like, I'd love to be an analyst. I never ever once thought like, yeah, I'd be a commentator. And I was only when I got into Fortnite, I started getting pushed into commentary and it was really Shio that really, really gave me that push into commentary. Cause even initially on the FNCS broadcast, I was an analyst, right? Um, but finally getting to do it on such a big stage was was a lot of fun. It was like a dream come true in that sense, right? So I, I had fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and yeah, the, vi- the vibes were good. I, I, you know, I was on the desk with Kelly and Vivid. I never actually got to be on the desk with Mini. Um, but with Kelly and Vivid, it was, it was a blast. I had a great time. Um, what What's kind of your favorite moments from the weekend? It could be, you know, just hanging out, the actual show, the gameplay. Like what stood out to you? So many different moments, man. I think from just an event perspective, just seeing all the people like there, like it was full. There were so many fans, so many people like cheering, right? Like the M8 fans, the Frenchies. Um, actually, after the event on one of days, I think it was after day number two, we, some of the talent, we went to Mc, no, we went to Burger King and the Burger King's like right near the venue. And in the Burger King, there was just a bunch of fans there, right? Because they've watched the event. They're, like, just getting some food. And so many people were coming up to us, like, oh, my gosh. God, da, da, da. And, like, that really, like, I probably never will forget that ever in my life. Um, the actual event itself, just craziness, right? Like, big congrats to Mir and Cooper for winning. Um, I think it's safe to say not many people predicted them to win, right? So for no. them to do how they did was was very, very memorable. It was really fun. Um for me personally, getting the chance to do a bit of like stage hosting kind of before game number six was probably the highlight of my career so far. So I don't think I ever forget that. Um, lots of memorable moments, man. Just, yeah, there was so much going on last weekend. Yeah, I saw that clip. So if you guys haven't seen this, Levin before game six is screaming his heart out and just like having so much fun getting the crowd pumped for game six. And it's like, are you ready? And then the crowd goes nuts. That's got to be so awesome. Um, and I'm so glad that you did that too because I feel like 
Fortnite fans haven't really developed into like fandom and don't know like when is acceptable to be loud, when do you cheer. It was cool to see that mate fans there because it's like, all right, at least someone has some energy and isn't just sitting here watching yeah. Fortnite. So I very much appreciated that moment and it looked like you were having a blast. So it seemed like you did too. No, that, that was really cool. It was like, I think my favorite bit of feedback I've had from that was just people going like, that would usually have like cringed me out, but I was like, actually like, it made <laughs> me like fired up, you know, like it actually had me hype. Um, that that to me was like really important. And and the, the way that came about is funny actually, because um, essentially for the people who went at the arena, before every, before the broadcast would start every time, they'd do like an arena show. So just like an hour where uh, Frankie would get up on stage, talk to the crowd, the people who are there, they'd play some content, some videos, right? Really low key thing, like nothing crazy. And what they would do each day is during the arena show, at one point, they'd get a couple talent members on the stage as well, just to like chill, have fun. Frankie would ask them some questions, whatever. And when it was my turn to finally go up on the stage during the arena show, um, Frankie was like, it was me and MDF, and Frankie was like, let's play a game. One of you, whoever hypes up the crowd the most wins, you know? And so obviously this ain't being broadcast. Nobody likes seeing this apart from the people in there. And we go and and I did the, the whole like, make some noise. And it was, it was like a drug, bro. Like it was like, <laughs> I felt high as hell, you know? <laughs> Just off of the energy and, and the vibe. And it felt so, so good. And it almost made me sad after we had done it. Because after we had done it, I was like, damn, I'm like never really gonna get to do this again until like next year or whoever knows. You know what I mean? Like this isn't gonna be something I get to do often. Yeah. Um and but then the next day, like during rehearsals, uh our producer Mikkel comes to me and he's like, uh, yeah, so do you wanna like do what you did during the arena show, but before game number six? And I was like, Hell yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely uh and so yeah that that's how that came about and honestly man it was just yeah crazy i, I had a bunch of fun hell yeah shout out to mickle for letting that happen definitely yeah. uh take some balls to go out on a limb day before or like day of like yo let's uh let's try this i i don't know if it'll work but glad to see it did and also like i feel like the fortnite community thinks it isn't cool to get excited and hype about the game right yeah. but you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people watching this game. It is okay to be excited. You are allowed yeah. to have fun at these things. Like, that is the whole reason you are going. So, very much, you know, kind of see that thinking where you're like, oh, yeah, I feel like this would have been cringe, but, uh, but it was actually one of the coolest things I've ever done. So, hopefully we get to see more of that. I think the the post-land vibes were like, give us more land so we can have those vibes many times. Um, and hopefully we do. I mean, I would love to see something like the, the solo invitational with some kind of like creative event involved with it, like a skills challenge midway through. I think that was a lot of the conversation going on, um, after the event is do like two of these. So everybody kind of gets a feel in two different places in the world, give more people a chance. I think that would be awesome. Um, We'll have to wait and see. We haven't we haven't heard anything, so next year is still up in the air. Yeah, I, I'm so with you, man. We need two of them a year. Give us the big, you know, if it's gonna be duos or whatever, give us the big duo competition at the end of the year. Mid year, give us a solo competition. 
with the whole like all star vibe that we had, uh, you know, a couple of years ago that was online, but do that in person. Perfect, man. That that is like whatever you put in between and around that. I don't care. Just, <laughs> as long as we have that, I'm happy. I'm content. Yeah, same. Um, and I don't care where that like it'd be cool. One in the US, one in Europe, because those seem to be the two biggest ones. Then, you know, maybe occasionally we branch out to like a Brazil in Asia, Middle East, OC, uh, maybe not OCE, but not, not OCE. We're good. We're good. <laughs> they got Australian I, open, you know, they're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, and some people may be listening to this. They're like, oh, but what about DreamHack? They do this. If you guys have ever been to a DreamHack, the land pit, it doesn't really give the same vibe of like an in-person hosted tournament where everyone's kind of facing one direction, just kind of chaos where people are playing Fortnite in the middle of it. So very different experience. And, you know, hopefully we get some more organized stuff. I would imagine I'm going to go, go out on a limb, hopefully by the end of the year. And my guess would be, we hear something as to like what next year looks like. And for me personally, doing what we had this year with that one little stipulation of adding the kind of fun solo or creative, whatever it may be in the middle would be perfect. Uh, but you know, if you could kind of create your perfect year long competitive Fortnite track, what are you doing? Oh man, that's like, I don't even know, bro. I've like not thought about this in years because I used to spend so much time thinking about it and it never happened, so I gave up, you know? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like you have no saying, control, just yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, here like, for the ride. Yeah, I, I'm sure we've had this conversation many yeah. times before, right? Like, it's it's weird, man. I, I think at this stage, again, not just to sound, at risk of sounding, like, just overly, like, simple, I just want more lands. Um, just just give us more, more of these opportunities and give us lands in places with the support where, like, we can have cool atmospheres, right? So it's like, obviously we had Red Bull Land this year and Red Bull Land was a lot of fun for people who were there and it was cool, but it sort of not being like a thing that was supported by Epic sort of meant that like, you know, there were obviously problems around the actual event in terms of like the game and whatnot, as well as like, uh, you know, they didn't have like a fully packed out, sold out crowd, right? Cause they, you know, were struggling to sell tickets, whatever, whatever. Whereas like, if if we can have events like that, but they are packed out, even like a game as eight Saudi, right? Like mm -hmm. if that was a lot more packed and, and had like a more a better atmosphere, right? Instantly these kind of events become better. So just give us more events like that. Um in terms of like the online stuff, like what do we do there? I'm sort of at a loss with that. I'm like, just whatever. I'm like, um, just give us something that like the players won't cry too much about that will qualify <laughs> them for the LAN event and then, you know, we're good from there. Yeah, I would agree. As long as we don't get like a year's worth of solos, we're chilling. That's like the only thing I don't want. And mm. I highly doubt we will get that because I think we've seen the success of these team modes, duos and trios over the past couple of years. Um, and tell us early, like as long as we know what's coming throughout the whole year, I'm kind of with you. Like, I don't really care. The online events seem to be whatever. Like, we know what they are at this point, right? Yeah, it's not yeah, really exactly. changing. So exactly. duos or trios, that'd be awesome. Then and a couple of lands. I, I will say as well, like the, the one aspect of the whole, like give us a second land, like one through the middle of the year that I think is really important to me. And, and, and one thing I really would like about that, it's just, it helps like break up the year a bit better, right? Mm -hmm. Where like this year, as good as it was, like the whole major process, 
right? Like all through the year, all these online majors into the big land, it's like it, it dragged a bit, right? Whereas if we had something bang in the middle of that, that like makes sort of helps break up the year and build excitement towards that, but then also builds even more excitement going into the big land at the end of the year, yeah, it would be perfect. Yeah, and most major sports do that. They they have like a halfway or like right before uh, the biggest game of the year, they'll take a break and do something like fun and creative. So yeah, it's been done. It's been proven. It works. Would love to see that. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, globals. Any other thoughts? I like you said, I would would have never expected Cooper and Miro to win. I do think that they. Ha- we're a team that could have played well, um, yeah. but at, I would have never projected them to be the winners. I mean, Cami and Seti coming in second, and I would love to get your thoughts, actually, uh, on Trulix and Chicho. Trulix has been, to me, like the most slept-on player in Europe for probably the past two years, and the dude just shows up every grand finals and like quietly gets the same placements that like Kanata has gotten in Europe just isn't a big outgoing presence so no one really talks about him yeah it's spicy i i, I want to try find it quickly but i i did like a content piece uh for the fncs uh leading up to the event right and part of it was like i had to like sort of say things about different players and literally what i said about trulex was he has been quietly cooking up some of the best IGL performances and most consistent IGL performances we've seen within all of Fortnite and doesn't get the credit for it. He's completely slept on. Like people don't like when people talk about the best IGLs, they never mention Trulex. Um, that guy is a, an absolute dog. Big shout to Chicho as well, because you know, he sort of burst onto the scene as like this like young talent, you know, where's he gonna go? And I think for a while he was sort of floating, like, as like, what, what is this guy? Like, is he going to be that star? Like, what, what, what's going on? Um, maybe he hasn't exploded into that, you know, star, but his fundamentals on point, right? And and him and, and Trulex work really well. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of those guys. It's cool to see. And Fortnite is so much like a win or go home kind of game. And when it comes down to it, like, those two guys won the last two games back to back. And that's kind of like the, I think it was crew that did won the last game in world cup and went from like 20th to like sixth or something and just made a ton more money. But like those guys did pretty much the exact same thing to come back really strong at the end of a tournament. Um, and while contested, I know it wasn't like a, a hardcore 50, 50 every time, but they were yeah. definitely contested when they got off spawn. They succeeded very well. So shout out to those guys. That's a team that I'm never not including in a top 10 list if I ever make one now. Um, I did think they would be in the top 10 coming into the tournament and very much so love to see what they've continued to do. Um, any surprises for you? Like, obviously, other than Cooper and Mira, which we mentioned. Um, Kanada 5-1 off spawn. Kanada 5-1 off spawn. I think going into it, Kanada had almost accepted defeat. And he, I know after the fact now, and I sort of like uh, bantered him about this a bit, like after the fact now, he's like talking it up big, like, yeah, man, you know, I went to EU and I wiped that man, you know, in his <laughs> own land, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But like you go back and I sent this to him on his stream and his whole chat agreed with me. He was saying in the interviews, like, I'm just here to have fun. Like, uh, you know, it's Thomas. 
This guy had like backed down, you know. I'm gonna use that language. I can say it a different way, a very different <laughs> way, you know. But he he backed down beforehand, and on top of that, it was just like I don't. I just you know with with how much support Thomas had, it's like it was a question of like, is that gonna be the push? Because obviously we see that in like traditional sports, even in other esports, right? When like you have the home fan advantage, oh my goodness, that can like do wonders for people, right? But in this case, it didn't really seem to do that for Thomas, right? They just weren't able to be, you know, very successful in the 50-50. And, yeah, I just would have never expected them to get 5-1. Like, that's like, yeah, I would have thought it'd at least be a bit more even. But hey, that, that was a big surprise to me. Yeah, players of their caliber, rarely will that happen. And I I bet if we won 100 times, it would probably be way closer to 50-50. Right. Um, but, you know, it happens. And... It is funny because I, I specifically remember one interview. It's Thomas and Kanata. Kanata's here just like, I'm just here to find myself a girlfriend. And it's yeah. like, bro, what? Like, like you just won your first FNCS. You've been one of the most consistent players in North America. Like, you should be here trying to compete. And clearly, he came prepared. Like, it's he's just saying that stuff. Dude loves the content, loves to just be a of character. Course. Of um, course. So, yeah, it's really really fun when players kind of show personality outside of the games yeah i, I love canada for, for that reason exactly um the only other thing i'd probably say to do with globals and it links to that and it links a bunch of other things as well that i'm sure we could talk about or we might not get into is i wish it was 12 games i know i know i know you know six games you know we had the, the whole new format the upper bracket lower bracket it was three days we got spread it out Give me 12 games of finals, man. Like, I, I look at the leaderboard and I look at how certain things played out and I'm like, this was crazy. This was sick. This was hype. I wish I could have seen another day of this. Right? Yeah. I've, and... I've kind of talked about this at length with, like, every single guest that I've had coming up. And I'm with you. Like, it makes no sense to me why we played two days of qualifiers and one day of finals after we had a year's worth of qualifiers. Like it just every single final up until this point has been 12 games. And I mean, I know specifically like Cammy said, he might come back and win that tournament. Had we had 12 games, Cooper and Miro were playing out of their mind, but you give Cammy and Seti 12 games. Whew. I don't know. Uh, Queasy and Vino, no way they're outside of the top 10. Granted, they finished 11th, 12 games, no way. And I think it kind of mitigates that zone RNG because as much as you and I could say like, oh, it doesn't matter. You got to be able to play with whatever zones that you have. It, it ratchets up the difficulty just a little bit if you have to rotate yeah. all the way across the map. And yeah, sure, you, you could get lucky a few times and make it through. But more times than not, once a team realizes, hey, we have this zone, you have to go through us. They're going to figure out ways to stop you, prevent you. And like teams are just that good to where it becomes a problem. So um, very much with you of the 12 games. Did you like like the vibes in the stadium? Did you like the first two days as far as the the qualifying format? Or would you rather just be 50 duos coming in, play Saturday, Sunday, and that is uh, global championship? I'd rather it be 50 deals coming. I, I think it was cool. It was cool to see it. I just wouldn't have wanted it to be the global champion. Like, it would be cool if we had tested it out somewhere else. Um, I, I would want it to go back to sort of where it was that invitational the year prior, right? Like, again, it was cool. 
the first day was like it was I wouldn't say hype like it was all hype because it was globals but like it was almost like yeah I don't know it's <laughs> I'm, I'm paid to to use my words and I'm struggling here, but it's like it was just one of those one of those things where I just the first day a lot of the teams are gonna qualify anywhere that you expect, so it's, it's not really like there was a bit on the line, but there wasn't really much on the line there. The second day was was more hype in the sense of like people were like, oh my god, it's like Click's gonna do it, that kind of thing. Like so there was a bit more there because that's a day where people actually are being eliminated from the competition completely, right? So there's a bit more on the line there. But all in all, just give me the 50 teams, give them two days, and let's wrap it all up, you know? I would very much agree. I I think especially the top 25 qualifying is, like, so anticlimactic because a team wins the game, and it's like, all right, cool. They um, no longer matter the rest of the day. Um, Easy and Venno won the first game and were qualified. Yeah. Basically. That's and, just... Yeah, it doesn't lead to, like, excitement. Um, it was good Fortnite, don't get me wrong. Um but I don't think... Oh, by the end, man, it was a bit... <laughs> was a, by the end, the lobby was a bit troll, like Because everyone's just called and like, I don't really give a damn anymore, you know? Yeah. And that absolutely should not be happening on the biggest stage at the biggest tournament of the year. So let's figure that out, right? Whoever's job that is, let's figure that out. Um, I think, you know, hopefully we don't have a six-game... For- like, I would be cool with eight. Give me more games of Fortnite if we played one eight-day or eight game one day, um, that's better than one six game. Ultimately, though, like we don't get to make the decisions. We just have to deal with whatever we get. Uh, and so hopefully someone listens to what's going on and genuinely please do not make us play a year's worth of qualifiers to then play qualifiers at LAN. And I say that understanding yes it's cool maybe we have some kind of last chance for like backup players or things that go wrong but that's also then planning for failure so that probably doesn't make sense um or maybe last chance is literally just like you win an opportunity to go and be at the land for free like that's also kind of a prize that you could throw out there but i don't think that at the end of the day it should be you win a major you qualify and then you have to re-qualify. It's just that's weird to me. So Yeah. I, I think we we've kicked that enough. Yeah. Um one more question I have. I did not see the team that came in fifth, the Asian team, like at all. Um and yeah. I'm wondering, like, did you get to watch what they did? Like, how did they get into fifth place? This is a great question. Um, funnily enough, I'll let people know. I probably watched the least Fortnite of everybody during Globals. In terms of being able to actually sit down and just watch the game, I probably watched the least because like, we're constantly being like moved around different places. Um, but from what I did see of them, I still don't know how. <laughs> I... I, 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 I had spoken to these guys before the tournament. And I say spoken to them. They don't speak Japanese. Oh, no, so they speak Japanese, but they don't really speak uh, English. So it was very, like, broken communication. Um, and they were just... Everything was obviously just like, yeah, we're good, yeah, we're, we're good. We're going to shock people, da, 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 you know, that kind of vibe. Um, but for me, like, my takeaway from it was very much just, again, it's like, 
there's clearly talent here. Um, there's clearly, especially in Asia, there's clearly, clearly, clearly talent there. Um, and just given more opportunities to perform on that kind of stage, right? Like you, you will just improve and com- and perform and compete against the best players in the world. Like Asia is nuts in every other esport. There's no reason why they wouldn't be nuts in, in this one, you know, given the opportunities. So I thought it was cool to see them. I didn't see much of them, but I thought it was cool to see them for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think the more global representation there is on like a top 10 of a leaderboard, the better it is for the game. Uh, especially because like, you know, if you have consistently, what is it? OCE and middle East don't really perform. It, it seems like it's harder to promote the game in those regions when you're just like, well, our, our guys don't really show up on land. So why should yeah. I even really care? Um, so I would love to see kind of those regions take that step. And I thought this year would have been the year, if anything, especially the OCE boys. I think they've been playing well, um, but clearly not used to what the caliber of lobby is that is played on a global championship level. So, you know, it is it is what it is. These guys, they'll figure it out or they won't or they there's a chance they're just always bottom feeders. Um, really hope that's not the case, though. So any yeah, any uh, last thoughts on globals? Um. My last thoughts on globals would be globals good. Give me more. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> um, oh, dude, I actually had this awesome idea. So I think it was the Halo event uh, that just happened in Texas. They had a like pre championship uh, tournament. And it was, I forget what the org was, but it was like the org knew that this event was coming. All the players were flying in beforehand and it was like a smaller, let's say Halo was $100,000. I don't know the actual prize. I think it might've been 50. Um, But you do like a $5,000 like global championship warm-up event with all the players. Granted, the logistics of that are a nightmare, but that would also yeah. be really cool. Maybe you just do a creative event, so you only need so many PCs, right? But I feel like that's also an opportunity that somebody can come in and take advantage of next year because it seemed like that Halo event pre the championship got a ton of coverage as well. So if someone's trying to get in the good graces, get a ton of eyes on things, literally just steal the next LAN event and put your own smaller event right before it and use everybody flying out as like free travel for you it's just an idea that's interesting i don't know if that'd work in fortnite or at least with the way globals was set up just because of how like logistically like the way they were doing like media with players and like certain rehearsals you probably could do it actually you could definitely you could definitely do something like that that would be cool that would definitely be cool I'd, i'd like to see someone try it yeah, it could just be a zone war event. Like you don't even need yeah, to get all the yeah, players yeah. to participate. Exactly, you just like exactly. you know, get an EU team versus an NA team versus an OCE team and have them all compete head to head. You call it like the regional battles or something, you know. I'm giving yeah, out yeah, free yeah. free ideas here. Um all right. Now for you. You made a big announcement and you are now what is the head of Fortnite for Carta Creative? Yes. I am yes. So my my role is my role initially was creative lead at Carter Fortnite. That is sort of changing now to just head of Fortnite at Carter. Um, 
Yeah. Right. And you want me to explain more about <laughs> what Kante is? Or nah, I didn't no, no, let's move on. Or... All right, cool. Yeah, we're done. All right, so, uh, yeah, no, no, I would love to learn more about it. So, as creative kind of expands and becomes like now, creative maps are coming out left and right. Um, I talked to you about this when we were in Copenhagen together, and you kind of described what Carta Fortnite was planning to do and who they were. But, you know, could you share more about? the overall vision of the company and why you made that choice to to join yeah so i think the the main thing for me with carter that that was really appealing is that carter's goal is to bring brands and really cool ip into the world of fortnite um in a way that's authentic to those brands and to the ip and create experiences that are obviously fun for players while doing so um, and I think what, what really got me with that was just like the opportunity to just work with like really cool, like IP and really cool brands. Like I can't say certain like this cause we we're in talks and we have deals set up with certain brands and with certain IP and I obviously can't say, but like, for example, I'll just do one that's like, just not the, the case at all. Um, like the opportunity to like work with bloody, I don't know the simpsons and tr and make a the simpsons map it's like that's just like cool you know yeah. um and so where i slotted into that was i'm obviously i'm not a map maker right i i don't know verse i've never i never built maps in creative beforehand um but where i've slotted in is i i very much understand the fortnite community just being in it so long um obviously very tapped into the community the wider community even outside of competitive, like I've always just been tapped into just at the outside, right? Um, and the wider Fortnite community. And I have a big interest in marketing um, and in leadership. And so my sort of role is to tie everything together on the game development side. We've got uh, game developers, game designers, 3D artists, that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously, whenever we work with brands, how do we then market these initiatives and, and go in that direction? So a bit of everything really uh, on the game design and the marketing side is is where I sort of stand right now. Cool. And is the first map officially out? I know it's been like teased. It's Pooh versus another monster. It's like some <laughs> monster battle. Yes. So our first map did release... Uh, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, Pooh versus Death, uh, essentially a boss battle map um, that takes place between a giant Winnie the Pooh and a giant Grim Reaper. Uh, and they battle it out while players sort of, there's an FFA taking place for players to sort of fight it out. Uh, that for us was just an opportunity to, one, get something out and give some of our devs like a chance to just, you know, cook and, and and see because we have a lot of devs who aren't Fortnite native they're people who have experienced an unreal and have moved over right it was an opportunity for them to play around with things and, and and try things and it was also just a chance for us to like have a go at what it is our mission is right like winnie the pooh is obviously a very iconic ip but it's free to use right so which is why i went for winnie the pooh um and sort of the same with the grim reaper and and, and death and so um, it was just sort of a stab at that for us internally. It was it was a big sort of thing for us to like figure out our workflow and then figure out how we want to work and do things um, in preparation for some of the other projects we have lined up with, you know, 
actual brands and IP, etc. Cool. How'd that go? I'm... It was it was definitely a learning process, man. I, I think you know there's there's things I probably can't say and talk about about it, but it was definitely good for us to learn um, and to get an understanding of things in terms of just sort of what what we need to do in our creative process. Uh, I think the feedback from from people within the community was like good in terms of the concept. I think there's definitely things about the execution we could have done better. But again, that's that's all part and parcel of the game. I, I personally really enjoyed the the, the process. Um, it took a bit longer to get out than we we probably would have wanted. Um, but you know, isn't that the nature of everything? It feels like so. I I, I liked it, and it's it's already uh, opened up some doors in some really cool ways that that I think uh, I'm sure we'll get into as well. Yeah, I mean, for the first map, first time doing anything, I feel like it just takes longer. It there's always things you it, don't expect because it's the first time doing it, so it just it just seems natural. Um, and now kind of getting into like the whole creative space we've seen it's almost become trends actually not even almost it, it is trends right you're trying to capture the newest trend and first we saw it seemed like practice and fighting maps were the first big trend then i'd say over the summer it was only up and then yep. now it seems to be the tycoon style maps that are popping off i mean I, the fod zone fode zone I, I don't know how to pronounce it that map has been everywhere on my my social media uh shout out to them for crushing it it seems like it's a very well-made map but you know what do you see the creative space becoming and kind of what are your your thoughts on how everything's going on right now yeah i, I think you just have to look at Tim Sweeney and his vision, right? He envisions Fortnite being a platform for other games and ecosystems, other game ecosystems to exist. And ultimately, the kind of guy he is, he's just not going to die until that is possible, right? <laughs> like he will, he will preserve himself and keep pushing for that until, you know, every inch of his being it, it has accomplished it. And so... I think that that is what we can look forward to in the sort of long-term future. I guess in the near future, yeah, it's just about continuing to be a place uh, for for people to be able to like exist. Uh, I'd love it for, for in in many ways, it's not quite, it obviously competes with Roblox, right? Like that's a big one that people look at and go, okay, like this is like the competition of Roblox. Roblox is very different in many ways where like Roblox is still probably much more of a social platform Whereas like Fortnite is more so about creating games that people are just playing for longer. Um, obviously Roblox has that as well, but like Roblox is more uh, suited for just being a social platform. And there's loads of maps in Roblox where like thousands and thousands of people sit there concurrently just to socialize, like purely just to like hang out, right? We don't really have that yet in Fortnite um, at a mass scale. So I guess more of that would, would maybe be cool. Um, we need better tools for that and, and who knows if we'll ever get that um and i guess yeah just continue to see the space grow man like so many cool creators getting into space so many creative like uh like just such intelligent people coming in and like making these really cool concepts and coming up with things is like been really fun to watch um so yeah i, th I think the the space i think we're in a good space and we're going in a good direction for sure and it's being pushed by epic right like they really want it to do well which always helps 
Yeah, you can always tell what a company cares about is where they spend their money, and Epic is spending a ton of money on helping support creators. Now, I'm sure some people have problems with the way that it's being pushed out. I see tons of people like, we could use more transparency. They just had this new push of uh, the item shop now, which to me makes no sense. I don't understand, like, you're not allowed to push buying things in the item shop, but then Epic comes out and says, if you buy things before or after someone plays your map, you're going to kind of get a little bit more incentive, which only makes sense, right? Because that's how they make money. But at the end of the day, like, what does that have to do with the creator if they're not allowed to push it? Um, For me, what I think that is, is they saw some data that people buy more stuff when playing the traditional Battle Royale. And they're like, you know, let me just, let me get a little more of that. Um, yeah, because that's... Epic count themselves as a creator. A lot of people don't realize that, right? Yeah. Like Epic, Epic, Epic and the maps they make and they have are counted as creators. So yes, it, it was a lot of the feedback from the community was like, you've just added in like a goalpost that allows you guys <laughs> to make more money. And we have no way of really, you know, optimizing for that properly. But cheers, mate, you know, so... Yeah, yeah that, well, wasn't, that wasn't too great. I saw um, one of the guys that's been helping me understand how to make maps. Uh, shout out ASCH. Um, just been super helpful whenever I have questions. Just willing to actually answer my like trivial, hey, I need to do simple thing. Um, yeah. But he posted you know, a month ago or so that the 40% does include the Battle Royale style and traditional map and i feel like myself included didn't even realize that was part of that like guarantee of 40 percent they were talking about so things have changed and since then it went from like 60 percent player base in the battle royale to now pretty close to 50 50 um and for me i only think we're gonna see way more players move towards the creative side as the battle royale gets i want to say gets old like it's been five six years of playing the same game and fortnite does an amazing job keeping it fresh and interesting but how long can you keep a a game going if there's just better games being created within it so you know more creative more stuff um if you could have any map like any idea created within the game doesn't have to be realistic just anything that you could throw in Fortnite and then make it work somehow. You don't have to think about the logistics. Do you have something that you've always wanted to play within the game? Um interesting like so I I don't necessarily like I guess okay, so I don't know if this is the right answer to your question, but I'm I'm going to go with this direction. I'd love to see if anybody ever like was in the OG minecraft hunger games survival games community i'd love to see that be brought back and if it could be brought back through fortnite and feel authentic to those like minecraft survival games days that would be pretty cool i don't think that's possible but again you did say don't think about logistics so i'm not even gonna think about that (laughs) that would be cool um but again that's that's still like br genre right like technically some people might listen to that and be like well technically Devin, we have that already like anybody that makes a br map is basically uh you know making that right so maybe maybe not i don't know i've i've i i, I think most things that we have I, I guess the ability to to just expand and do more things like i obviously play like the main game i play now is like football manager right 
Um, and if I could play something like Football Manager in Fortnite, like, that'd be sick. I just don't know how that's possible. I don't think it ever will be possible, or at least it won't be for a long, 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 long time. Um, so yeah, that'd, yeah, that'd be my answer to that. Okay, okay. Um, I asked this. What, because... what, what would you put? Um, so I think there's two. One, I would like to see like a properly made MOBA style where like okay. certain people have certain abilities you gain gold you unlock more abilities like very traditional mobile i've seen some be made um but i you know sorry to the person that made the map that i played it wasn't good it was buggy people like i tried playing it, it didn't work it was also like a 10v10 which i think you really have to scale down and you got to make the creeps work better i think that's one of the big things holding the game back is the way, you know, zombies work because you're kind of limited in that unless you program your own in verse, which I'm nowhere near able to do. Um, yeah. And then along the same lines, which is kind of held back. And this is something I've been working on, too, but simply don't have the capability of doing it with the my understanding of the game at the moment is a Lord of the Rings map where you get to defend Helm's Deep or you get to attack Helm's Deep. And I always go back, this was a map created in uh, Warcraft 3 custom games, and you either got yeah. to play as the orcs, or you got to play as, like, the good guys, and then there was, like, NPC archers, NPC militia, NPC orcs that just ran, and then you got to battle out. And the whole goal was if you're the defending team, you have to defend for 35 minutes, and if you're the attacking team, you just have to get to the keep and destroy the keep. And it's like such a fun game to be able to play. I feel like that would be so cool to like implement. But again, the, the zombies being the only current kind of NPC that attacks and does things properly uh, holds you back. It'd be sick. You reskin them again. People probably can with your own tools. Just not not able to be done by me. So those are my two would love I like to see. Your answer. I like your answer so much. I'm not going to change my answer. And because I feel like my answer was whack. You just gave such a cool answer. Now I feel like my answer is whack. <laughs> so I'm going to actually say, because I have thought about this and my memory has been drugged now. I'd love to see a game like Squad or uh, Hell Let Loose, which are like uh, these war games where it's literally just like you load in and it's like 100 v 100, you know, and everybody's just like on the wall and you choose your role. You know, you got medics, you got the scouts, you got these but you have like proximity chat. So like, it's like real, you know, it's like you're out on the battlefield, like games like that, I always find really cool. And if we could do that in Fortnite, like people have made games like that in Fortnite, but because there's no like prox chat, it's like just whack, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd love, I'd love something like that it would be cool. I can respect that. That seems like a fun way to go. Um, I used to love battlefield. So it sounds very similar to like those massive, I think it's only 32 v 32 it's the last one that i played um, yeah battlefield has a mode like that as well yeah yeah that, that's cool i think everyone kind of has their own ideas and at the moment it's just held back by certain things but we're also just in the beginning of this new like uefn verse development phase so come back in a year and maybe all these maps are made that would Who be knows? awesome um you went to unreal fest down in new orleans right Yes, unbelievable. Yeah, um, was it was awesome. My first time, my first time in New Orleans, man, it was just great. I love that place. I hundred percent have to go back at some point. Um, 
Unreal Fest was great. It was great, man. It was it was weird going into it because obviously, like just before leading up to it, the whole like epic layoff thing had happened, right? Yeah. Um, but like, so you know, I was almost worried that the vibes are just gonna be like completely shot, you know. But um, it was it was it wasn't like that at all. It was it was really really fun, very insightful. Meeting people within the creator a, a community, like the the uh, the UEFN creator community, was so so cool. Um, so much good vibes, good energy, and just love all around. And then New Orleans, man, the food, absolute joke. Didn't have a single bad meal, mate. Not a single one. Delicious. Oh, yeah. I was there earlier this year. I would agree. The food is absolutely delicious. A little hungover some days, so it didn't taste as good. But uh, <laughs> what's the best thing you had there? So I went on the first night. I went for dinner with um, my boss, um, somebody who works for NASCAR, um, squatting dog, who some people listen to might know, um, uh, keep up radio, Whitney, who's amazing as well that some people might know. Um, and we went to a place called Pesh, seafood place, the best food I've ever eaten in my life, hands down. Hands down the the fish is like caught fresh like a couple hours before you eat it, right? And everything was just ten out of ten. You know, like when you go somewhere and the food's good, but like a couple dishes and stuff are sort of almost just like, you know, they're like fillers almost like Yeah, you wish you didn't get those. Yeah, yeah. At Pesh, every single dish we got was just the star of the show. Like every single one wanted to be the main character. It was just unbelievable unbelievable what'd you get you can't leave me hanging i need some details now I, bro like I, I just ate bear fish like <laughs> bear <laughs> fish bruv like uh, i don't know i'm gonna have to like bring up the bloody menu mate i can't even remember exactly like what everything was it was just good i just know it was good uh let, let's see let's see I'm, I'm i'm actually getting up the menu now for you so i can tell you what, what it was i got because it was that good if um I, if i ever go back i'm going there you have no honestly i'd recommend everybody listening to this to eat to try pesh um cool so we had these fish sticks which are literally like the best like fish sticks or fish fingers you'll ever eat in your life it shouldn't even be called fish sticks it's disrespectful because it's that good uh some spicy ground shrimp some crab capellini uh capellini fried oysters some catfish we had as well uh, uh we had uh like some brussels sprouts which were like how can brussels sprouts be the star of the show i don't know but they just were they were that good um and and just a bunch of other things here uh as well that we had that were just really 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 good um for dessert um for dessert we had uh key lime pie i've never had key lime pie before that's my wife's favorite it's my favorite now (laughs) <laughs> it is my favorite night. It was it was really good. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah, the food's amazing. It's like a perfect mixture of culture down in New Orleans where you just get like bangers and it's like everyone's different style. Um yeah. we we walked into one random shop, maybe three times the size of this room, like twenty seats in the whole restaurant. Yeah. And we took up half of it. It was one of the best times in my entire life. Just like wow. traditional Cajun food, fried catfish, gumbo, uh, yeah. f- a fried uh, 
what oysters and shrimp yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. shrimp and grits. It was phenomenal. But yeah, we, we digress. I don't know. Anyway, New Orleans is a good time. Definitely recommend to go. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. At least once. I, I don't know that I need to go back there after going earlier this year, but you know, I would I would go at least once. Um, Mardi Gras cool too. Definitely try and make it during Mardi Gras season because it's not just like one day. It's about a month and a half worth of them doing parades on a regular basis, and it adds to it. There's some characters at these parades. Yeah, I want to see that for sure. I want to see that. Um, all right. And Unreal Fest, anything you learned that like may not have been like I don't know. What was your your favorite part about the Unreal Fest besides meeting people? Because I know you're you're a people person, so that, that's what you're yeah, gonna say. I, I, I met a lot of cool people, which was sick. Um uh everything was like stream, so there's nothing that we would have learned that like people won't know. I guess the only thing was there was like one talk that was held that was about the discovery. Um, and that talk specifically, they were very much like, this talk is not going to be streamed. We ask everybody, please nobody record this talk. Like, this is just for the people here. Do not record it. Do not post it. Which obviously was like very much like, oh my gosh, okay, we're about to get like some crazy stuff, right? And we did get told, told some stuff that wasn't told to the public, but a lot of that stuff has now just happened anyway. So people not, so for example, like there, they told us about like the whole search bar uh, thing that they added, right? They told us about how like the homepage was going to like change and discovery is just going to be on the main homepage and stuff like that we got told um but obviously it's happened now so who cares right? yeah. <laughs> it's not like we got the exclusive we got an exclusive but it's like everyone has it now so um i think the funniest thing about that though which isn't something we were told is that obviously that talk's happening um and the guy who's giving that talk i can't remember the gentleman's name but he's a lovely lovely chap but they had an epic legal rep there because obviously it's like, you know, this guy's got to watch what he says, right? Like, you can't just say everything. And it was just so hilarious because it's like, the guy giving the talk would say something and he'd like, just look over to the legal rep, like, <laughs> like I'm good, right? Like, I can say that, right? You know, and it's like, it was just the most hilarious thing ever. It was like, he'd say something and the legal rep would be like, oh. And then he's been ash, you know. Okay, man, let me uh, let me chill out here, you know. Like, <laughs> the guy just needs a mute button, just like sit there, yeah, starts yeah. talking. It's like, this this thing on anymore? Like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, no, nah, it was funny. It was like somebody we obviously at the end of every talk, like people would get up and start asking questions, and it's like someone asks a question, and instead of just responding to a question, he just looks straight at the legal person, <laughs> like, should I even like answer that? You know. Um, and it's funny because I actually met the legal person beforehand, and I spoke to him. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Um, but it's just obviously within his role in that moment, he's just got to be the guy that's like, nope. Can't talk about that. Can't say that. Can't do that. Right? Like, say this in a certain way, you know? Yeah. It's a big company. You know, you can't just go around saying whatever you want. They There's a reason they've been this successful. Um, also, they still have some lawsuits going on. So, like, I don't know. They may accidentally say something that, like, gets them in trouble. So, it all makes sense. Like, you work for a billion-dollar company. That's just, like, standard operating procedure. Um, yeah. So, you've been busy. You've been... In Copenhagen for what thirty months out of the year, and then you went to New Orleans. You're now doing the creative stuff. Like, what all? What the heck you plan on doing next? Because we have some probably four months ish of downtime. Yeah, um, I'll be honest, man. I'm, obviously, I'm going to keep like doing cards and stuff, which will be cool. I think 
Percy as well, after like Globals and being up on that stage and like doing some stage hosts and stuff, I'd love to do more of that. Um, there's not many opportunities to do that within Fortnite. I'd be down to just do anything presenting, you know, in general, like outside of that. Obviously, I used to do a bunch of sports stuff um, that I haven't really done much of this year. Um, so maybe getting back into like some sports stuff. I'd love to do some stuff, not just in football or soccer for you and your uh, <laughs> Americans, right? Um, but also just like some NBA stuff. The NBA season starts up today as we're recording this, right? So like, you know, I'm really big into basketball. I'd love to like just, you know, expand and do a lot more presenting and, and hosting and, and whatnot in, in just the online media world. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm very much just busy with a lot of Carter stuff right now which is, is good to be busy, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. Have you looked at, like, agencies or anything? Because from what I know, you represent yourself, which is good and bad. But you, if you want to expand, that's probably the best way to do it. I know. We're working. We're working. Right. No, right. We're working. We're working. Hey, you keep we're doing working. you, bro. Um, I appreciate and that. Just last, last piece. You have been very... It's going to sound like I'm just like patting you on the back, but like you have become one of, if I would say one of the most influential people in Fortnite, um, especially the most like non influential or non player influence, I would say within like the competitive Fortnite space. Do you ever see yourself becoming that person or do you even realize that you're that person right now? No, not at all. Um, I don't think about that much. I just, I, 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 it, it hit me a bit, uh, during globals. Um, and the reason it hit me during globals was just because like all the talent and you've been there for it, right? Cause you, you probably made the same sort of joke. So like all the talent always like, like 11, you're like literally the most loved, like talent member of all, like of all of us, like the community loves you the most. And I always like brush off like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but like during globals, I definitely felt that just because of the amount of people who'd like come up to me and be like, yeah, I'd love a picture. I'd love an autograph or something like that. Like I, I didn't even have a signature. I feel so bad for the kids who asked me for an autograph on day one because I was just scribbling. I didn't, I had no clue. I, I was, if I messed up your t-shirt or your, or your hoodie, I am so sorry. I didn't even have, I, I didn't even think I needed a signature. Like I was like, signature? All right, mate. And just like scribble something on, you know? Um, and I figured it out for the next days. So, so hopefully, you know, the other people, you know, they got, they got something nice, but, um, it hit me then. Obviously it's like, whenever I see reactions to like, you know, things I say when commentating or, you know, hosting or whatever, it's like, people are very much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Levin, oh my God, I love it. Oh, why is Levin not commentating? Did it? And I'm like, damn, I didn't even realize people cared this much. Um, so I've definitely felt it more recently. I don't know how I got here. I guess just through, I, it's honestly, part of it is just through tenure. I've just been here for so long, man. Um, yeah. I was real, I was like joking around about this during Globals with, with Monster, but after Monster, because Monster's been here the longest, we don't count Zeke because it's Zeke, you know, he is just Fortnite. Yeah. But after Monster, I've been the second longest of all the talent that did Globals at least, right? Um, so like I've just been there for a while. Like people just used to see my face, I guess, and and people got respect for me. Obviously, I've got great relationships with the players, which helps. Um, and I'm like, even if I'm not always as active on like Twitter and stuff, I'm like active in the community because I'm in a lot of people's streams and talking to people. So people see me. Um, I don't care about that 
to be honest, much. Like, I don't care for it. It's like, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't really mean much to me anymore. Um, but it's definitely cool, and I appreciate the love and support, and I'm glad that people care about me. Um, that that definitely means a lot, for sure. Yeah, well, I don't think it's, like, something you've tried to do. It's just something that happened. I feel like yeah. you've been one of the most, like, player-supportive talent members um, and just, like, always seem to be, like, very player sided when you have your takes which has then ingratiated yourself within the players so they love you so then their fans love you and then it's gone on and also you can't hide you're you're a massive human being so like when you're at events it's it's not you don't blend in when you're six yeah. eight right yeah. like you're just yeah. a big dude um but it's cool those poor people get in the uh the day one scribbles <laughs> <laughs> that's actually so funny honestly mate like the first like jay that first person that asked me for signature like that one was like that i remember like it was horrid i literally just had no clue and i was just like and it's just a random <laughs> scribble it's awful awful uh, for me apologies i apologize it happens dude that, there was a time I, when i went to world cup i, I had a press pass like I, I had no name for myself. I was going literally just to write stories about World Cup. Some kid saw my badge, saw that it had my face on it. And he's like, yo, no way. Can you sign something for me? I'm like, dude, you don't know who I am. Like, I am literally nobody. Why are you asking me for a signature? He's like, I don't care. Just sign this. Just sign this. <laughs> and, like, same thought process of, like, I... I literally scribble my signature when I write yeah, something. Yeah, so, yeah. oh, it's just so funny. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you've had a good time. Keep doing you, man. You've uh, you've been a you too a, as well, man. I appreciate you. We 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 go back so far in this community, and I've, maybe people don't know how far back, but we we've we've been here together for for a long, long time. Yeah, since the days of people actually posting on the FN competitive Reddit. Hey, hey, good good days, good days, good times. Good yeah. days, good times. For all you guys that, that browse that thing, there actually used to be good content on there, not just like, why do I die in box fights three times? <laughs> oh, poor Reddit, man. Poor, That's poor a pet Reddit. peeve of mine. Anyway, uh, appreciate you, you coming on, Levin. Uh, give yourself a shout. Where, where can the people find you? What you got going on? You can find me at 112K anywhere. Um, thank you all for the love and support over this year. It's been a crazy, crazy year for me personally. Um, so I, I just, any and everyone that's ever sent a nice message or even a bad, mean message, I, I just want to let you know I appreciate you and I thank you and I look forward to seeing you all again next year. Cool, cool. Go follow man if you don't already. He's awesome. And I'm sure you'll see him doing more Fortnite, whether it be creative or competitive or stage hosting for the Olympics when it comes out later this year. Um, we'll see. But thank you all for watching. Uh, leave a review on the podcast platform that you listen. That helps a lot. If you have any problems, complaints, questions, uh, DM me on X at somebody's gun. And thank you, guys. We will see you next time. Peace.